Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to this week's solo episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. I'm Emma Louise and about a month ago, I did an episode all about sales, all about the things to look at if you're not making the sales you want, you're not selling in your business, no one's buying your offer. What are the things that could be creating that leak in your business where no one is signing up? So if you're just tuning in today and that sounds like you, then please do go back and scroll through because that episode is probably going to cover exactly what you need. However, if you are making sales consistently in your business, but you want to add revenue, then today's episode is for you. And specifically, this is going to be about adding revenue without signing another client or without creating a whole new offer that you've got to go out and launch and sell. So these are really quick, tangible things that you can do. And you could literally listen to this episode and then go away and start taking action on them today. And I know this because all of the things I'm sharing with you, I've either done myself or I have coached my clients to do. And we have been able to implement these things really, really quickly to see that increase in revenue. So this one's going to be quite meaty. I'm caffeinated. I'm going to be talking fast. I suggest a pen and paper and let's dive in. Okay, so number one, the first thing that I would recommend if you do not want to sign a new client, you don't want to add extra workload, you don't want to create a new offer, but you do want more revenue is probably sounds really obvious, but it's often overlooked. And that is raise your prices. So, so often when we do start signing clients consistently, when our business becomes stable, we don't look at our prices. It's just not something we think about. So maybe have a look back and say, when was the last time I raised my prices? Are my prices actually aligned with the experience that I have now? Because things move very quickly in the business world. And if you're still charging the same prices as, say, 18 months, two years ago, you could have a whole heap of experience. The market could have changed. The standard pricing has increased. Your confidence has probably increased. Have you got more certifications or qualifications? Have you gained new skills that actually means that the quality of your work is better or deeper or somehow serves your clients in a different way and adds more value? All of these things add up to mean that you could raise your prices. So that is the very, very first thing to look at. And I'm not a big proponent of, you know, doubling and tripling our prices and and going crazy. You can certainly do that if it feels safe to your nervous system. But sometimes even just adding in small increments can make all the difference. So that is the absolute first thing before you do anything else. Get really honest with yourself. 
is it time to raise your prices? Number two, this is the one that probably has counterintuitively bought in the most extra revenue for my clients that have scaled their business and for myself. And I say counterintuitively because this one actually costs something. And this is outsourcing. I have my clients that want to scale their business track their time for at least a month. Most of them hate it. I get eyes rolled at me. People are like, oh, really? Do I have to track everything? And yes, track everything. Track every single thing you do in your business for an entire month, whether it's checking emails, creating graphics in Canva, responding to DMs on Instagram, scheduling your newsletter, whether it's client work, whether it's sales calls, anything at all, track it and track them all separately and individually. And for example, if you write an email to your list, the writing of the email is a task that takes a certain amount of time. If you then go into MailChimp or whatever software you're using, and then you copy and paste it, and then you schedule and you're you're doing all that, that is a separate task. And that's how granular it is worth getting with time tracking, because Maybe you're a writer and you want to write your emails yourself, but maybe you don't need to be spending five or 10 minutes a couple of times a week going into MailChimp just to schedule them. So get super granular. You will hate it. You will hate me if you start doing it, but it kind of becomes a habit. And then at the end of a month, you will have so much data and you will see exactly where your time is being spent in your business. And hopefully the majority of it will be spent on what I would call income generating tasks. So the things that actually make you money. So whether it's client work or whether it is something like for me would be recording the podcast because the podcast helps to grow my audience and many clients come through it. So obviously not something I would outsource recording the podcast, editing the podcast, creating the show notes and creating the audiograms. Absolutely something that I outsource. Okay. So Again, it's just knowing what are the things that we have to be doing in our business and what are things that you could actually be paying someone else to do. And it's usually those things that are not your zone of genius. Like I would not even want to attempt editing a podcast or things that are really repeatable. They're a repeatable process. So opening up MailChimp to schedule a newsletter is a very repeatable process that you can outsource to someone else. Now, by doing this, I helped a client of mine who is a done-for-you service provider, and I helped her free up the space for a potential extra $24,000 a year on her baseline, working the same amount of hours. And that was because she was so tied up in admin and didn't have an assistant at that point that when we worked out the amount of hours she was spending on things that someone else could do, yes, she would be paying them to do them, but it meant that she could take an extra two client projects a month, which would be an extra 4,000. So when we start to look at it like that, it opens up the space for us to do more of what we love, more of what we enjoy, more of what actually brings the revenue into the business. So where can you outsource? And don't worry about the cost. I have never 
seen one of my clients outsource with intention like this, like they have tracked their time. They know exactly the things that need doing and they hire the right people to do them. And then they go ahead and create more revenue by doing more of what they love. That's what I mean by with intention. I have never seen anyone not see a return on investment and a significant one as that. The second hire that I made in my business was an investment of about £300 a month. And it freed up the time for me to take two extra clients, which at that time was £2,000 a month. So we really have to look at what are the things that we're doing. When we're in a habit and it's just the day-to-day and we think they're really easy, like, oh, but it's so easy for me just to schedule the newsletter or, oh, but it only takes me five minutes to do X, Y, and Z. But that only five minutes, when you add it up over a month, you would be surprised. You'd probably start looking at at least eight hours a month in admin if you're full-time in your business, which is significant. So that is number two, outsource. Number three, audit your finances. Now, this is an interesting one from a money mindset point of view. We're not auditing our finances from a place of scarcity. We are auditing our business finances from a place of being a good money manager, being a good CEO in our business and also plugging any energy leaks. If we go back to the fact that money is just energy, when we're letting money seep out in ways and not really paying attention and leaking it left, right and centre, that is not the right message to send out if we are trying to increase our revenue. So yeah, you're probably not going to get a massive increase just from doing the audit in and of itself. But energetically, when you start to give some attention to your business bank account, give some attention to the payments coming in and out and, you know, what we focus on grows. So that's why I would highly recommend doing a financial audit. Look at things like tech. What tech do you have that you are paying for in your business that you are not using. It's so easy to sign up for things or, you know, I had it, I had an old team member was still on a piece of tech and that was costing me, I don't know, like $10 a month. But over a year, that's a significant amount. But I caught it earlier than that, got them removed. But really be very intentional about what you are spending on things like tech because it's so easy to go, oh, things are like $10 or it's fine, but it all adds up. Another one to look for is memberships. Memberships are sneaky because they're usually something like $19 or $27 a month. And you go, oh, that's oh, that's nothing. That's great. It's nothing if you're using it. But are you in any memberships that you're not actually using? Because again, a couple of those coming out each month that you are not getting value from is a huge, huge energy leak. The same thing with any subscriptions. Is there anything else that you are subscribing to that you're not getting time to go through the content? Anything at all that you go, you know, you join it thinking, oh, this is a good investment and it's not very expensive. So anything at all that you're paying for on a recurring basis and not making use of. Another thing to look at is team hours. So quite often we'll onboard a VA for X number of hours. Maybe we increase it as the business grows, but then there might be more specific tasks that we then outsource again and keep the VA on the same hours. Do you need all of the hours? Are they all being used? And again, this isn't from a place of scarcity. This is from a place of being very, very intentional with where you are spending in your business. So do you need someone for X number of hours or could it be less? 
Or back to point two, could it be more? Could you actually be giving someone more work to free up your time to generate more income? And lastly, sounds like a small one, but can be quite significant. A lot of software gives you 20% off for paying annually. This is quite a thing and some are even up to 30%. So if your cash flow is good and you can do that, it is so worth it. A lot of businesses will be spending, you know, upwards of £100 or $100 a month on tech, right? Maybe up to about 500 depending on the size you are, and way past that if you're a big business. So can you pay for something upfront in advance and save 20 or 30%? If you could do that across a few things, that is a significant saving every month. And that is going to have an impact on your revenue over a 12-year period. Number four, sell something that you already have. This is one of my favorites and something that is really, really overlooked. So let's just say you have a course that has X number of modules. It's quite a big course. It's quite meaty. Is there something in that course? Is there one lesson or, you know, a workshop or maybe some templates or workbooks from it that you can pull out and sell as a standalone product that would solve a problem? solve a problem that someone has. So for an example, maybe you're a copywriter and you've got like a whole copywriting course that's really, right, really big course. But there's this one lesson in it and it's how to structure a blog post. And of course, your course might go into all kinds of other stuff like SEO and, you know, how to use blogs with Pinterest and all of that. But for some people, they don't need that. Actually, just learning how to structure a blog post could be perfect for them. If you can pull that lesson out and bundle it up into its own thing, you're not creating anything new. You've already got it. You already know it's useful because it's been used in another program. But to someone, that could be the perfect low-priced product that, I, yes, this is exactly what I need because I don't want to waste any more time with blog posts that don't work. I'm going to buy this product for $27 and... I've got this format to follow every time. You're solving someone's problem. You're not having to create anything new and you're bringing more revenue into your business. It could also be something that you use yourself. So let's say you are a brand designer and you use color psychology and maybe you've got a chart about which colors mean certain things and you use that in your own process but you know that there are people in your audience, they're not ready to invest in having you design their brand yet. They're not there in their business. They're doing DIY branding, but they need help with that kind of thing. Could you pull that out and make that into a, a mini course for them? Because that is going to help solve their problem and make sure that they choose the right colors for their brand. And it's also going to increase your revenue without you having to do any extra work. I've done this myself with a few things in my business. I think the one that has probably worked best is my online coaches survey swipe file. And this came about simply because all my one-on-one -on -one clients kept asking me if they could use my surveys. So we have a survey that they fill in before each call so that I can check in where they're at. I've got a really comprehensive onboarding survey. I did market research and they were asking me about that. Oh, can I use your template to do my market research with? And I was like, wow, these people that are at this stage, they're investing one-on-one, -on -one, they're in this stage of their business, they still don't have all these surveys and questionnaires ready to go. So I'm like, there, are there must be tons of people that don't have this. And it was so easy for me to pull these together. I already had them all created. 
I literally spent two hours and dropped them into a Google Doc swipe file, created videos of me talking through them, how to use them, how to get the best answers, how to store the data, how I use them in my business, all of that, and made it into a product. And the proof of concept in this, I, I mean, I knew it was needed because my clients were asking me, but I remember sending an email out to my list and the email was going out at 1111 because my emails always go out at 1111 in the UK. And I was on a client call at 11 until 11.45. And when I finished that client call, I'd made three sales of that product. And that was £47 at the time. So that was the best part of £150 in 30 minutes from my email list without even promoting it anywhere else. So there will be things that you are using yourself in your business or things that you have already created that are part of something bigger that you can pull out and very easily create into something new, which will help those people in your audience that maybe aren't ready to invest in the big thing right now, but you can help them solve the problem and increase your revenue at the same time. And lastly, number five, how can you create an upsell to an existing client? Now, we all know that it is so much easier to retain clients than it is to find new clients. And so when we give people a really great experience or when we are able to tailor something to them, it's just a beautiful win-win situation. So a couple of examples of this, if you are a coach or consultant or mentor and you do one-on-one support, or even if you run a group, even if you do group support, could you upsell an extra call? Could you upsell Voxer access so they get access to you in between the calls? Could you upsell that when they roll off as a client that they pay in advance and they get a power hour every quarter with you so that that person is staying on as a client? They maybe don't need the same amount of support that they did, but you are retaining them as a client. So think about ways that you can offer more support to the people you already have who may be willing to pay more to get more access to you or to get longer term access. For a digital product, this could look like an order bump or an upsell. So just something very simple when they check out, either if you use something like Samcart or Thrivecart, there are options to do this on the checkout page. If you were selling, let's just say something about how to write emails to your email list. So, you know, this It could be a product that's all about how to send six months of emails to your email list. And that's a really great product in and of itself. But then the people get to check out and you're like, oh, and you can add for just like $17 or something. You can add this, you know, all the metrics that you should be tracking in your emails. So how you know which ones are working. And it makes complete sense. I'm making all of this up as I go along, by the way. But it makes complete sense because those items go so well together that if you're investing an amount of money in the first one, you almost, it's insane not to invest in the second one because it's so obvious that they complement each other. So do you have something that you can do there? Very similar to pulling something out of a bigger program or course. Is there something that just makes sense for them to both go together that the person's going to go, yep. I'm going to add that. It's a no-brainer. And again, it's another way to increase your revenue. And if you are a done-for-you service provider, it could be more deliverables. So it could be if you're a web designer, you could have options like, hey, I create your brand and and your website. And then before it launches, you can also add on a LinkedIn banner or 
Instagram story templates or an email signature or any of these things. So this person's already a client and they're already paying for your service, but you can almost have a menu of like, hey, I can also do these things for you, which they can add on. So that is another great way to upsell. So I'm gonna just reiterate quickly on those five for you. First one is raise your prices. Look for, look for the evidence that it's time to raise your prices. Secondly is outsource, get tracking that time. I love Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, which is a great tool, which is free for the first 30 days and really enables you to get very, very micro with that time tracking. And then look at what you can outsource. What are the tasks that need doing? They're repeatable, they're admin tasks, but you personally do not need to do them. They're not bringing income directly into your business or things that are not your zone of genius that someone else is going to do a lot faster, a lot better, probably for cheaper, that's going to free up your time to sign more clients. Number three, audit your finances, look at what you're spending, your subscriptions, any memberships, any tech. Can you save by paying in full? Team hours, do they need adjusting? Just spend an hour and go through all of those things. Sell something you already have. So something that you use as part of your process. How can you package that up so that it can help someone else? It can be part of something bigger that you've already got, or in my case, something that I'm literally using day to day was really valuable to other people. And then the upsell, can you upsell to a more VIP option for your current clients? Do they want a few extra calls? Do they want more support? Do they want Boxer? How can you support them more and increase your revenue without signing a new client? If you've got digital products, is there an upsell? Is there an order bump? Is there a chance for people to purchase something else that complements what they get in to help them out, to help them get more value and to also increase your order? And if you're a done for you person, deliverables, like what could you add on? What could be a nice extra that is almost a menu behind the scenes that people sign up for your signature project, but you go, hey, I also do this as well. Are you interested in any of these? Things that perfectly complement the work that you have already done. So my friends, that is five whistle-stop ways that you can add more revenue into your business today. And if you are looking for more ways to scale, keep your eyes open because in August, I am gonna be bringing you the Set to Scale bundle. I'm collaborating with a ton of my favorite experts in the industry, and we are all gonna be sharing our valuable resources for free for a limited amount of time that are all perfectly positioned to help you scale your business. So keep your eyes out. I do not have a link for this yet. There's going to be a one week open cart period. So if you're not on my mailing list, hop on the mailing list because that is the best way to be kept in touch Well, with everything that's happening here at The Ambitious Introvert. But you will be the first to hear about the set to scale bundle too. So if you aren't on the mailing list, hop on it now. Easiest way to do that, go to the show notes, click the link to download the reading list and you'll automatically be added to my emails from there. And you get the reading list, which if you don't already have, obviously when I have guests, I ask them for their book recommendation. We've got them all in one place that's updated quarterly on the reading list. So. I hope that has sparked some ideas of how you can go and start creating some new revenue in your business. Thank you for being here and I'll talk to you next week. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.